Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Welcome to Cast and Crank Podcast. Today we have Jeremy Anderson from Black Dog Bait Co. This is a fun one. Jeremy's a, a super funny guy. Uh, gives us a lot of knowledge about uh, black dog man the punker I, I think it's its own bait uh on its own you know like it, it it stands alone on its own to me but what do i know i'm an idiot so uh um yeah this was a fun one this is another delta one uh this is the last one of the delta um we're making a trip back up in june to do some more guys uh there's so many people to get up there so i figured hey why not go up again Thank you again, Jeremy, for coming on. Appreciate it. Thank you for donating some stuff to the Patreon. Uh, all the Patreon members, check out the message you get on Patreon. We have some some item change-ups. So, again, thank you for checking that out. Thank you, Caesar, everyone, for, for donating. Blanked. Um, also, uh, give us five stars if you can on, on iTunes. And thanks, everyone, that came on the charter. It was a blast. We had a lot of fun, a lot of uh, alcohol flowing. For myself as well. Uh, thank you, Navagante and uh, Redondo Beach Sport Fishing. The next one up is going to be, I don't even know. I think it is, I got to check. I don't know. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Um, We have uh, Haggard Pirate coming up. Be recording with them. The Ballast Point, the owner of Ballast Point, uh, Brendan, and the Ballast Point Fishing Team. We're going to do a, a round two, actually three, because I blew up the round one. <laughs> so uh yeah please give us five stars check out uh the youtube that version will be up later today and uh we have a couple big announcements coming i'm pretty stoked on so uh once that's all set in stone i'll let you know guys um thank you for listening and support the patreon if you can thanks guys all right welcome to cast and crank podcast today we have the man the myth, the legend, Jeremy from Black Dog Beats. How you doing, man? <laughs> um, I've tried to hook up with Jeremy for, gosh, a while, right? Yeah, a little while. Yeah. We've talked for probably a good year. Off yeah. And on. Yeah. Uh, not quite a year, I would say, but then COVID hit yeah. and just everything, you know. Everything went crazy. Yeah. And you live up north and I wanted to do an actual... Uh, in person one not a not a calling you know well and it's it's also kind of the thing like if you don't have a ton of baits to sell do you really want to go out and promote and try and like sell what you don't have um you know and, and on the other hand i didn't want to do a phone-in interview yeah because i think those sound like crap no i so, agree 100 i mean but 
here we are. We're doing it correctly. <laughs> you're you're here up north. Yeah. And yeah, I'm here at Toxic Baits. It's like unbelievable. It's pretty sick, man. They have a cool shop, cool setup. Um so man, there's so much to ask. So many questions. Let's talk about we know how everyone got into fishing. Let's talk about when you fell in love with throwing big baits and stuff like that. Uh, probably about 2000 with the uh, original Ospreys, which that was entirely uh, developed by Jerry Rago. And it was such a phenomenon. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Uh, flipping stick with 65-pound braid, line through bait, bunch of nail weights and just screwing with it, but I got bit, mm-hmm. and I caught him. But I, I didn't catch a double digit yet. But then I was able to borrow a prototype Huddleston. Dude. <laughs> and Keep me the mic a little closer. You don't mind. Sorry. <laughs> you know, and then what ended up happening, like, man, you take this thing out there, and I didn't know how to get him to eat it. But it would show you every fish on the lake. <laughs> every lay down you threw it on, if there were giants in there, they'd come out and they'd have to have a gander at it. Did you and have a plan in the beginning, like where you kind of got the bait? Were you like, how do I fish this? Did you fish it kind of like the Osprey? Did you kind of like have to figure that out as well? Well, yeah, it was a Huddleston Zero. And John Walton from Walton's Pond gave it to me. And I had to give it back. He never got it back. (laughs) (laughs) So what I did is I put a bunch of nail weights in it, and then I got it to where it was like a rate of fall three. But then I was was swimming it too fast. But then when you learned how to just throw it out, like like Butch Brown says, you know, I throw it out there, and then I eat a sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) And then I start reeling it in. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, dude, he's right. <laughs> like, and so, like, once you could figure that out, it it was really amazing. Like, instead of seeing the fish, you were just feeling the damn thing hitting the back of their throat. You're just like, donk, and you're like, yep, <laughs> oh. Did and you so, have, did you have like a line and reel set up at the time, or did you not know what to throw? Because you're so, still learning. So it, it initially, I had a, a Shimano Cronark uh, SF, the gold one with the wiffle spool, and I had it spooled up with 65 braid on a G Luma's heavy spinnerbait rod, <laughs> seven foot two. But like, dude, that thing got it done, man. Like for the big blades and shit. But anyhow. It was the only thing that, like, it worked better than the flipping stick. And then, so it's like March, I'm on my favorite lake. And my buddy's like, there's some big fuckers over there, like, in five feet of water. And on this big gravel thing, they're just total pre spawners that are up there sunning. And he's all, yeah, I had him take a look at my lizard. He's all, try and throw that uh, swim bait on, on him and see what happens. Dude, first cast, I get my first 10-pounder. <laughs> How long were you working for that one before that? Huh? How long were you working for, like, a 10-pounder, like, before that? Well, my whole life. You were still, that. I mean, that was it. That, that was quickly. my first That was Fuck. my first double digit. 
was on that Huddleston, and I just slung it out there, and I that's even before I even understood the bottom bounce or the slow crawl or anything like that. Um, I just threw it out there, and, and I went a little extra slow because I knew she was there, and then just donk, and then lo and behold, there was a bigger one out there, and he's all, he's all yeah, because my buddy, he was anchored up. And he's, he was watching everything. And he's like, dude, he's like, you got the small one. <laughs> and I'm like, no fucking way. He's all, yeah, throw that shit back out there. Dude, I throw it back out there. I lay into this fish. And I've got my drag locked on this, you know, pool cue of a spinnerbait rod. 65 braid. And this fish straightened two prongs. No way. Uh, of a single owner st36 oh hook. my god i still have the hook i kept wow. the hook it's in my uh trophy cabinet collection with my bait collection which that's retarded yeah but anyhow yeah that, like that's kind of how it got started but i was lucky enough to have one of those first huddlestons in northern california that you know because ken sent them to uh john he sent them four and the only one he had left to spare was that zero. <laughs> but that taught me a lot about that neutral buoyancy and the bottom bounce gimmick. And and the slower is the less is more. You know? Go slow and low. It's like it's like throwing a brisket in a smoker, man. <laughs> low and slow. So you learned that real quick then. Yeah, I mean that that became very apparent because uh you know, after that one, that, that first time, it, I learned, like, dude, you ain't going to catch them swimming the thing. You got to, they want to pin it to the ground, and it's, and it's perfect for the pre-spawn on the hard bottom areas that they start rolling up in. Before they're going to spawn, that's where they're at. They're at the hard bottom areas. You know, Bill Murphy spoke about it, like, brilliantly and it's like why do they do that you know what what, what's the point of it but believe it or not they look for those shell beds they want those hard bottom areas that have that how how do i explain it It, it, it's like there's a, a lot more minerals in that area and they want to, they can literally absorb it. And that's why they eat the crawdads so hard in the pre-spawn too. It's all about egg production. It's about the minerals and they got to get the minerals. And then they'll, well, they'll cleave to those minerals. But where do you think the crawdads are too? You know, but then, beds, yeah. you know, and usually you'll find a bank like, you know, like Orville, even Shasta. You look for the red clay with the holes in it. And if you have dropping water, that's even better because now guess who's coming out of the holes. Yeah. And then, but usually very, very close. It'll be that hard bottom with a shell bed or something like that. It's just, it's a, it's an, it's an area with a lot of nutrients and it's, it really sustains life and that's what they cling to. And so you start looking for those things, but then you can put everything together, but man, it's crazy. Even if they're on a craw bite, dude, you can slow crawl the right bait through there, dude, and you'll you'll blow their balls off. Were you at the time you didn't have the electronics to like really dig into this, right? Two thousand you weren't able to look down like you are now video game fish. 
No, no. You you put your rod tip in the water and you see how deep. It really, is. that's yeah. what you were doing then. How uh-huh. deep were you fishing when you were dragging the the bait at the time? Uh, probably anywhere from three feet to twenty five. So you kind of had to use that bait to fill out everything you were doing at mm-hmm. the same time. Yeah. Were you keeping notes like, hey, okay, we're at this spot. Was it like more mental? Like, it was this just tree, that tree. I know that point's going to drop right there. Just mental notes. Yeah. And, and then you just get a feel for it. it. You know what I mean? Like, you're just feeling around and you don't forget, you know? True. But you were on the water probably a lot doing that at the same time. Well, heck yeah. <laughs> and then, well, and then, you know, I'd go to the lake and go there for winter drawdown. I mean, you just, this is like back in the day, like I had, a, I, I went and bought, I spent some money, like I went and got the Garmin handheld GPS. I'd, I'd take out a disposable camera and I'd take pictures of all, all the stuff, like all the Creek channel where every log is. And then I would, I would mark it on the handheld GPS. That's a good idea. <laughs> I mean, well, no, that was before graphs had the yeah, GPS yeah, really, you, like. And, and and so you can like Mike a little straight forward. You can move it around if you want. Like if it feels more comfortable to, you got to put it in your face like a dick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I like I like big. You don't you don't know anything about I like, that. I like big things in my face. <laughs> um, There's a voice drop for you. <laughs> but I mean, it's pretty interesting. I I love hearing uh, how people did it before. All the electronics came, all the, you know, YouTube. All well, this. You, you, you triangulate it. And then, mm-hmm. like, one of your best depth finders would be, like, dude, three-quarter, one-ounce freaking football head jig with a hula grub. And then you just feel around. You're like, oh, stump there, stump there. There's a rock there. Oh, it drops right there. But then you can sneak back and fish it with a different bait. So and, you're using and, that as your as your uh, finder bait would be uh-huh. the, the football head because yeah, you're feeling around. You're just feeling around. Like instead of a fish finder, like you have to use your hands and all your senses, which I think you know. Like I, I love that. And don't get me wrong, I'd love to have a Garmin Pan Optics right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to have a few of them, you know. Yeah. Like, dude, like have you seen like uh, Jacob Wheeler? He's got the Hummingbird 360. He's got the Lowrance gimmick and the pan optics all up in the front of the boat. And, and whenever he wants to use it, however he wants to use it, that's, but that's like professional fishing now. And it's just crazy where it's like, so it really like, if you don't have this year's n- new stuff, you're toast. Right. And these guys are kicking each other's teeth in just because of their graph setup or their graph knowledge and i like the graph knowledge thing but at the same time it kind of takes that organic feeling intuitive type of uh aspect out of out of the game and i don't like that do you do uh i guess it'd be i like it but i don't (laughs) <laughs> no, I, if, if that makes sense do you think electronics play into um when you're rolling up on a fish or trying to get that big fish do you think you know that, mm, that pain you don't no. really think so no 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 because i never I, mine's not on and you ha- never have it on when you're no no half the time okay. mine's broken anyway <laughs> you know yeah out there punching on the delta and here, here comes a tungsten sinker at mach five and it always hits your graph 
But like, I don't know. I've never been like reliant on those. They're good for certain things, but I'm not a video game fisherman. I like that more intuitive aspect, and that's kind of what I chase. It's a. It's funny. I had Paul Bailey on yesterday, and he kind of said he would watch the guys getting the panoptics now, and you, he'd be on the lake, and he'd watch these guys just looking at the graph the whole time, floating to the middle of the lake, following the school yeah, fish. Yeah, but dude, you can it's sit crazy, at home. You, know? you can sit at home and stare at a fucking screen <laughs> all day long, <laughs> as long as you want. Yeah, dude, I'm out there to experience and feel nature, like, and and that's like. That's kind of what we get out of it. Like, I don't I don't want to go out there to stare at a screen. Yeah. I want to look at a bobcat taking a shit on the on that <laughs> bank over there. You know, like, I, I want to see something cool. Bears, you know? right? Well, I haven't seen a bear, but, man, I sure would like to see one. Our buddy, uh, I ran into one on my birthday two years ago at Piru, and I told Kelly, our buddy Kelly Popo about it. <laughs> oh, yes, he's yes, like, yes, oh, yes. Yep, I know that bear. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it wasn't wasn't Mike Bennett talking about that story I with think, you on yeah, your, your last yeah, podcast? Yeah, it, yeah so. it, it, talking. About, but that was at Paris, I think. Dude, at Pi- it scared. I was like, I shouldn't have been that close. I had my throwing <laughs> motor down, and the fucker kind of like stood up and charged, and I was like, What would I have done? I would have been screwed. My big well, motor wouldn't yeah, have got me out there quick enough. Uh, would've, he would have got me, dude. Uh, well, it's a bear. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, throw the net over his head and clap him over the head with the uh, the boat or that you might have, and, and, and you might stand a chance. Hopefully, you got some bear bear mace too. No, but I mean, uh, yeah, it's cool seeing the outdoors part, but it, it's uh, those the electronics are just so fucking good. The, the graphs, but like down well, where, just, where we fish now, the relief maps for us on the in the ocean is a game changer, man. Oh, I bet some of the the reefs and the rocks, yeah, and the, sea and the in the uh, well, yeah, in the salt, I yeah. can see where that's like very, very like that. That would make a big difference. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but for the most part, like you know, you know the lake, and it's kind of the challenge, and you and you're almost like taking some of the mystery out, but it still is badass to see when you throw your bait on a fish if he's saying yay or nay. It's like, do they follow it down and look at it and then t- turn away? Or do you watch them eat it? Like, yeah. so that's cool, but it's just not my my deal, man. Um, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and stare at a screen all day. <laughs> so 2000, you're th- throwing the HUD a lot, going through that. You're also a tournament guy as well. You like tournament well, it was 2004 fishing. with the HUD. With the HUD 2004. Were you just a swim bait fisherman at the time, or were you doing tournament stuff as well? No, I was fishing tournament stuff, like Future Pro team tournaments on the delta but you know gosh it it just you feel so limited and then what i would notice when i would go practice for a tournament i'd always catch a big fish (laughs) (laughs) and it just because i would there were no time constraints and i could just do what i wanted to do and so that's what i would go do and then come tournament time, now your partner's well, I gotta do this. <laughs> you know, you gotta we gotta manage our time and we're gonna hit this spot and then that spot and <laughs> and we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that. And it took that intuitive feeling aspect out of it that just turned me off because I had more fun pre fishing than actually fishing the tournament. So you know, I always did. I always won the pre-fish. I remember uh, 
we made the TOC one year. <laughs> and this is when I just prototyped out the, the lunker punker. <laughs> <laughs> so I go to Folsom. I go to New York Creek. Yeah, I just put it out there, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Does anybody know that New York Creek has gigantic fish in it? Yeah, they live in there. They're always there. Yeah. Yeah, I just... Bit the big secret I just let out for everybody on Folsom. <laughs> so I, I go into New York Creek, man. I, like I've I've seen some biggins in there before. I've caught a few good, decent fish, like five, six pound fish out of there, or whatever. You know, here and there. And so there's this one particular spot. I just fire the punker out there. I catch an eleven fucking pounder in practice on the punker. Mm-hmm. The day before I'm supposed to fish for a boat. It's crazy. I should have been fishing it with no hooks, but would that fish have bit the next day? Who knows? Yeah. But that was just something crazy, dude. And that's, I was throwing it back then. It, it was a kind of a lighter bait than it is now. And I was throwing it on a St. Croix fiberglass seven foot heavy crankbait rod God. with 20 pound mono. Really? <laughs> So this is was still a prototype. You were still in the works yeah. with it. No, it was only the second one I ever made. Wow. <laughs> and I look at my buddy, I got eleven fucking pounder. This thing was fucking giant. And and this is in October on Folsom. Yeah. And I'm just going, man, well we need to throw the, the shit out of this. And of course we threw it the rest of the day. We didn't catch Nothing. another single fish. I think uh, the day before, I got a four pounder on it. I was stoked on that, but of course, you just but, built a bait. Like I'd be fucking pumped if. Well, I no, that that's what cra- that's what's crazy is when you can make something with your hand. Like you have an idea, and you can make something and and bring it into reality with your own hands, and then take it out, and the fish react to it like that. That's what just blows you away. Um, I remember the first punker I made. <laughs> we Man, took you it out. The best it, y'all don't even got to ask the fucking questions. You just take me right down the fucking alley. I'm dancing. Like, I'm, I, I'm, I'm you do, are, I'm, man. Yeah. I'm like ready to ask I'm, you a load of something. You know, you know what? I'm going to go to now. <laughs> I'm dancing with you, buddy. So anyhow, you know, you, you make something like that. The first time we took the very first punker out, man. It, it, I showed my, I, I said, man, I called my buddy. I'm, I'm like, you got to see this, man. You, you got to come over and we, let, let, let's go hit the lake. And he, okay, okay. So we get, we get out there late, like three or four o'clock. So we catch a couple of, uh, like three, four pound large mouth. And then he catches a fucking eight pound rainbow trout on the fucking thing. And then a nine and a half pound catfish. He saw everything in the lake eats this fucking thing. And I said, well, I had no idea. Like, I didn't know. Like, (laughs) and I was going, holy shit, they like this fucking thing, man. But it was crazy because I was making like cigar shaped, like giant spooks for years. They look like fucking huge, you know, spotted dildos, basically. Like, they literally look like dicks. Like, and, and so I had always been working on those, and I, I, I'd catch a fish here and there, but it wasn't, like, anything rad. And so, 
you know, I kept thinking about it. And I, so I flattened the sides of it, carved some gill plates and shit, go out on my birthday. And got this kid that lives around the corner, skater, little skater punk. And, and, <laughs> and he, he would come over and help sand on lures and shit. And, you know, then he'd go fishing with me. Anyhow, so we're out there. I don't have the net on the deck. I throw on this spot, and this is the biggest fish I've ever seen on top water in my life. I'm like, I'm like, that's every bit of a fourteen fucking pounder. That is, and 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 she shook me off at the at the side of the boat. I got to see her. She she just had one belly hook in her lower jaw, and she shook me before I could grab her. And I didn't have the net out. My bad, right? Dude, I go out the next day with my dad. I'm telling him, like, that bitch was over there. <laughs> so I take him over, and I catch a seven and a half on a, on a Huddleston off this, like, rock point. And then I show him, like, the wolf pack that are following the punker. And, you know, or not really the punker at that point. It's still the cigar flat side. This is still gimmick. not the full punker. It's just still uh, a yeah. version that you're Exa- getting to. It, okay. Yes. And so then we go go around the corner. Keep the mic right in the front. Go around the corner, and uh, by these toolies, I throw a frog out there. Another one chases it to the boat, and then that that was the end of the day. That was like all the action we got. I'm fucking mad as shit. <laughs> so I've got to finish this story because this is redemption right here. So <laughs> so I go out the third day in a row. And this one guy, he's like, oh, look, I caught a seven and a half pounder on a drop shot. And I said, oh, you should be proud of yourself. <laughs> and I said, good for you. Congratulations. That's a, that's a great fish because it, it was freaking August. Or no, no, it was July. And anyhow, so I go over there with this other lure that I've made. And I've got a patent. On, I haven't released this one yet. Oh, really? We're gonna work on this one. Okay. It, it's it will it will be here, and this one, dude, it's just it's got a thing. Anyhow, I throw it on that one fish that I lost on my birthday. I stick it, and got it. <laughs> and it was spawned out the longest, flattest fish with the biggest head I've ever seen. How much did it weigh? Nine? No, no. It was uh, uh like eleven. 11, oh, man. 11, that's 12. Still, that's still a great fish. That wasn't the 14 though. You, you wanted, right? Had the head of the four. <laughs> in, dude, in February, she was 14. Yeah. I yeah. guarantee it. Yeah. When she was loaded up, yeah. she was just spawned out and she was just still basically guarding her bed. Yeah. That's, that's what it was. And then I went over where that frog fish was. Same lure. Get it. Eight and a half. <laughs> this is the one you haven't released yet. The lure. Uh-huh. How long ago was this? I made that bait before that. I made the punker. Oh, my God. So you got stuff you're sitting on just having. I have three notepads full of designs of shit that I've never even made. What is, uh, it, how close is that one to being made, though, that you're talking about? It wouldn't take much. Then why not release it? Because I like it. <laughs> you're fit, the fisherman in you goes, I don't I want to use it. <laughs> There's only one other person on the planet that has one. 
<laughs> or no, no, there's uh, two or three. Okay. Two or three. Josh St. Josh St. John, I think he, he's got one. Does he? He made me a mold of the damn thing. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, Josh likes it. Josh likes it a lot, but we're just not talking about that thing. Yeah. We do, but the the fact of the matter is, it's just a, a very specific bait. It's got to be made a specific way, too. It, it, it sense, but man, it, and here, the other thing, the crazy thing is the largemouth lose their mind for it. The stripers run from it. They hate it. Really? They hate it that bad. They, if you have hot stripers in the area and you throw this bait on them, <laughs> it's gone. It just, they just swim <laughs> to the other side of the lake. <laughs> They're like, no, we don't want anything to do with this. Damn. And so, it, but with the largemouth, they don't do that. They yeah. stand their ground and they square up. And so it's not even a feeding. It's, it's just a fuck you lure. It, it just, you know. I'm pissed off. Dude, well, I'm here. You're here. What are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. What, what's up, dude? What up? You're just walking in, kicking the coffee table. and <laughs> it, What Ready are you going to go. do? Did you have, uh, as your first lure you attempted to make was at the punker, like where you went full on with? No, no. Um, oh, what was the first I, lure you released with Black Dog? How about that? Uh, it was actually the Shellcracker. Okay. Yeah. And that was a wooden lipless bluegill bait. And What year was that? Uh, late 2005. Okay. That's oh, when that we started doing that. Ago, yeah. yeah. Shit. How many people were making a bluegill like that then? Nobody. No one. No, that was the whole deal. That was the first, I wanted to make a big, a, big, a big bluegill bait. I mean, there was the mat lures, I think, yeah. at the time, and and the, those were cool. But that was a boot tail, like that was like a bed fishing bait, basically. Like, you know, I never did very well just trying to swim it around or anything. But man, on the bed, when you needed to trick them, dude, that was the <laughs> deal, man. Like that one got them, man. Yeah. But but I wanted to do something different, more of a reaction bait. So like the first prototypes I made, they had like bills and they were floaters and and then this is before the whole glide bait craze man this is 05 and i looked at the gan craft and i was thinking about the triple trout too and i was like well maybe we don't have to have a lip on this damn thing and so i did a slow sink and i started swimming and i was like holy shit (laughs) (laughs) i was like well that swims pretty good without a bill and especially you can do a slow sink. And then we figured out we could do a floater as long as it floated a certain way. And then the way I had it, the head shaped, as long as the water would, would catch and vortex on it, that sucker would swim. So, I mean, then you could twitch it and, and stuff like that. Beer winch. Huh? <laughs> Service. <laughs> but anyhow, you know, I already had the punker up my sleeve, but we just decided. Michelle Cracker was the first. Yeah, we wanted to do a, a bluegill bait. And this is with my former partner. He's a good guy, man. You know, I'm, I miss him. And anyhow, you know, he, he was ecstatic about the bluegill too. And then so. I carved this blank out, man. I, and then I, I end up sending it to a blue ribbon fish carver. 
and he carves it all out real. What's that? Huh? What is a blue ribbon fish carver? He professionally carves fish. For a living? Yeah. Like, he does, like, competitions, and he wins. What a fucking asshole. I don't want a white claw. I want a fucking... A white claw? <laughs> I used to drink white claws, guys. Well, white claws should only be served with tampons. The level of disrespect I'll bring you some Tampax. <laughs> go with your white claw. <laughs> so you a uh, blue like you found a guy that carves professionally. The yeah, fish and had him carve it out. Yeah, dude. He, wow. <laughs> and then so I the, said, hold on. So did you have to reweigh the whole thing after you got it carved? No, 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 no. Be, it, That's a weird one to me because I feel like wouldn't it. Sit differently when you well, you're it. thinking about the process differently. Right? So, like, it, it, the weight's kind of relative to a bait. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can add material, you can take material, and you'll figure out how to tweak your weight. But we're not talking about working with resin here. This is wood, man. So, like, you got to fiddle fuck with, so like, every were, single lure, dude. The first shell cracker was all wood. Uh-huh. And every one of them was wood you made. No. You only had that one. I only had that one. And then I made a mold. Resin, okay. (laughs) And then I did resin blanks and stuff like that and figuring out everything to do wrong. So this is the cool part. This is the part I want to know about because you didn't really have YouTube then. Um Right, that was two thousand five. It wasn't really relevant. There was no Facebook. Uh, What did YouTube was good for? Maybe a Kimbo slice fight. Are, you know, what were you, how were you figuring this out at the time you didn't have, I mean, the Reese, was there books like on how to make resin fucking multi-jointed baits? Not really, right? No, no, dude, I did read a lot of books, but it was all like traditional tackle making. There was like uh, forums, like, like on Tackle Underground. Yes. That's where I first saw like Nate's baits, where his username was Illini Nate. How about Vodka Man? Vodka man, yeah, absolutely. Dude, that, dude I've vodka I've man so knows. Much shit on, dude, on that guy. no, that guy knows more than everybody. He's, He's super good. technical, but I don't see any execution. I don't see any like unique, like badass lure. He did. I ripped off kind of something. Why make a rigs? Uh, he showed the is it the Dubois the the bucktail maker. So they have the whole. They made a little thing. It's fucking really cool. No, it's Buck Brothers. The bucktail maker, I think. Okay. And uh, he did his own fucking thing on it, like where he changed it up, and it was really nice for uh, making it. Because it, no, the guy's got some yeah, crazy yeah. ideas. He's, uh, and then there's this other guy. Uh, shit, I can't remember his name, but like his uh, his avatar was that kid with the butter knife in in the, the light socket. <laughs> And it's like black and white. I don't remember. Gosh, I oh, I'm drawing a blank on. And he was another that guy. good baby. Yeah, like, like made, made he, all kinds of. Yeah, stuff. but he'd like include all the pictures and do like full tutorials Dude. on there. And then just like, gosh, I don't know how many hours I spent reading on that forum about debates on epoxy. Or clear coat, right. or just paint, and that was a and whole other thing for you at the time because you're just looking for the resin. Then you got to think about paint. Then you got to think about clear. Then you got to think about you know dude, the hook weight. And then you got to think about when I started. Just everything that I would use came from Walmart, 
freaking the craft stores. And then there was no out, Hobby Lobby then. No, not out here. <laughs> Back east there was, yeah, exactly. but you know, but there were local hobby stores. And then I, I would make it a point, man. Like I, I just drive around and hit a fly shop. And then I'd hit a hobby store, and then everything else came from Home Depot or just Walmart. You know. Did now, you have a wood you carved? Did you did you uh, actually swim that mastered wood the wooden one of the cracker? That particular one? No. No, you never swam it. You made the mold and then tried it. So, like, you no. never water test, like, watch it swim once you kind of... No, no. Because you just it wanted was... the, the mold of the fish more than anything. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. And, like, one, once I made some resin copies, that's where I started messing with the waves. Do you, have a, do you still have that, that wood shell cracker? Yeah. You do? Did you I frame do. it? No. You should. That'd be cool, man. Dude, I sent the guy a version of the punker. And he just completely, dude, he carved it like a fish. Really? He didn't carve it the, with my shape. <laughs> and I'm like, well, this is like not entirely not what we wanted. So like, it's you, horrible. With the punker, you wanted like the, the live look of the fish on the punker. No, I wanted the curve like the punker is very specific, dude. Let's keep like, going on the shell cracker. I'm going to pull you off all kinds of shit. Okay. Let's keep going on the shell cracker before we get to the punker. So keep. So you got the resin molds going. Yeah. Um. After how long did it take you to swim test that and figure out? Oh, this is the way it's got to got to go. About two months. Really? Yeah. Then after that, did you have to uh, take in, in part of like the paint stuff like that? No, not really, no. because what we ended up doing is we got a bro- we hired a broker from China. We're like, we want to make wood lures, <laughs> right? So I took a loan out on my house. You know, my this partner. This is for the shell cracker. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we hired this broker and we wasted a lot of money. <laughs> and, and just for the boxes... I had to buy 10,000 boxes oh, just fuck, to start. 10,000 fucking boxes. And me and my buddy, we just, you know, well, hopefully we'll sell that many. <laughs> and it was like 75 cents a box. Fuck, dude. And they only should have been like 50, but the broker, he's always going to get about 33%. Yes. So, it, it, oh, it, it, yeah. So you, you you end up dropping like seventy five hundred bucks just on packaging alone to start, and then did you go through this whole procedure? Uh huh. How did you sell all of them already? Uh huh. That's good. <laughs> How long did it take you? Fifteen years. <laughs> no, I, no. I mean, because I haven't had any of those in a while. Uh-huh. But and then we ended up we ended up uh, reordering after that even. But we always had that stock of boxes, at least. Mm -hmm. So you didn't have to keep buying them every time. But so anyhow, uh, yeah, I mean, we this guy found us a factory and dude, it worked. It worked. So they were all wood. Yeah. And they they we had that cust the eyeballs custom made out of glass. Fuck, dude. Dude, yeah. And then there was a minimum huge minimum order quantity on just getting the glass eyes made, man. So what do you think? Okay, so you made the first run of baits. How many did you make? Thousand? Uh, I think the first run was, was either a thousand or fifteen hundred. 
How long did that take you to sell? About three months. That's great. <laughs> Fuck, that's great. Who made that bait very popular to where it went off like fire? Um, basically, like you know, you 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 you're you're wearing a swim bait underground hat. Basically, it's that crowd. It was grassroots, dude. And, like, it wasn't like some pro picked it up and said, oh, yeah, you need to buy this uh, Rappala VMZ uh, Pradco Berkeley bullshit. (laughs) You know? This fucking guy with the voices, I love it. (laughs) You you know, like, but, yeah, I mean, it's not this. But, I mean, we're we're baits. So back then, like you said, no one was really making that shellcracker. No. Um, no one was making a bluegill but bait like dude, that. dude, those Southern California guys, dude, they fucking lit up on that thing. And, and Delta guys, like, they got on it pretty good, but they were still a little biased. Like, and now it was like a big bait. Like, oh, my gosh, it's that's a five-inch lure, <sighs> and they, it's $60. It, and they weren't throwing glides then. Everyone wasn't throwing the glide then. No, no, there was no glide. Yeah, unless you were buying Gancraft yeah, from Japan. Yeah. But um, Gancraft was like the first OG glide bait, and they got the idea from Jerry Rago, dude. They were breaking bills off his baits back in the day, and then they would tune them to fucking make them glide. That's why Rago's got the glide patent. That's crazy. We were supposed to have Rago on, but I think he, the COVID kind of fucked that up. He was going to come down to SoCal, but... Dude, COVID didn't fuck that up. He's probably hunting bobcats. <laughs> Dude, I, I know what he's up to. And Jerry Rago, shout out to you. I want my tool, big boy. <laughs> that sucker owes me... It, he has teased me with that lure for so long, I finally get one, and it's fucked up. So I send it back to him to get it restored. And that son of a bitch has had it for over a year now. <laughs> I want my tool, Jerry. <laughs> So you you build the shell cracker, goes off, stoked. Did you pay for what you had to do with that fifteen hundred baits? Oh heck yeah! Oh, we ramped it up. And that's where we. That's well. Let's put the order in for the punker. So and the punker was already in the works. Hmm. Did you have? So in the beginning, you were carved, hand carving each punker. Yeah. How long did it take you to to produce one punker? Oh gosh. Um several hours so here's what i would do i was a ups driver at the time and every day i'd take a ziploc bag a ballpoint pen several types of sandpaper and i would have a blank that was through wired and i would shape the blank on my lunch break in the in the damn truck i did about 75 maybe 80 of them what like were that. you using? So you you would go make make the the cut so, the wooden half through wire it, glue it back together, carve yeah. it all up. Okay. And so I would do one a day. That was the whole thing. Then I get home and I'd make up another blank. So this one's over here and it's got to get like, you know, sealed and I got to put the weights in it and stuff. So it was just like the goal was just like one a day, one a day, and I'd spend my lunch break just sitting. You were doing shell cracker at the time no this was just you making them yeah were you doing this at the time for dudes that just wanted one or did you just, just make me them? and my homies dude You're like, just like fuck homies, you dude. like dude I, you, no don't worry about it yeah yeah you're don't, just building it for buddies 
Yeah. Okay. No, because we're going to get bit and you're not. <laughs> Another drop for the podcast, guys. <laughs> <laughs> that That is a pretty good that one. That's huh? a really good one. We're going to get bit and you're not. <laughs> <laughs> just, well, that's just how it was, man. Yeah. Just, dude, I knew I had something. Well, yeah, it's mine. Not yours. Don't worry about it. So when you decided to take it into production, you uh, took it to China, same way you did the shell cracker. Mm-hmm. Okay. Same wood factory. See, this is the thing is, I, I've heard, I love the punker. I caught a good fish on it. I caught a good striper. I'm stoked. You got to get the carved one. You, you can't get the China one. The China <laughs> one sucks ass. Uh, yeah, guess what? The best ones on the fucking planet were made in China. Like th- th- that—that's what's ridiculous. Yeah, and, and, and then you, as you type that on your made in China iPhone, <laughs> but why do you? Why do you? Think with your you, shoes that were made in, in South Korea. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you know we're not. We don't believe in globalization at all. But globalization, right? Give me a break, dude. But there. But what I'm saying is, people think that the the carved ones are better than the ones that you had carved in China. What's the you know what I'm saying? Well, People will pay if you can. Right, well, and how can you tell the difference? How about that? Well, I can tell the difference because I'm the guy that makes them. I know every single, like, it's crazy, man. You know how many times, like, I, I, I've literally just have a dude come up with a lure. He's all, dude, I got this custom way back at this show. And I go, and I remember, the, I remember painting that exact lure. Shit. You don't number them, do you? No. No. I have in the past, but like, I'm just, I don't know. It's pretentious to me, dude. Like, give me a break. Like, and then I like, I even get embarrassed. Like guys, like I've had guys, dude, you need to sign the package and then sign the lure. But, but what's, here, what's no, bad about that? Like, there's uh, well, no, no. Here's the irony of it: is I'm the douchebag that showed up to a show because Ken Huddleston was there, and I bring my Castaic baby smallmouth, <laughs> and I had him autograph the bait and the damn package too. So, like, I'm, I'm, I guess it's a hypocrisy at the same time, right? Because I thought about here, it. Butch gave me a tune bait when he was on the podcast, and I'm like. I'm never throwing this. And I looked at it. I'm like, yeah, fuck that. <laughs> I fucking threw it. And I Hell almost yeah. lost it. And I almost That's fucking no. lost my mind. I was like, well, oh, fuck. Why did I do that? Yeah, that, that'll make you uh, clench your butt cheeks. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, it's people, people, uh, you did something different. Whenever you do, someone does something different, either Butch, whoever it might be, uh, Swim Bit <laughs> Underground, someone that built Dude, a rock. Butch someone, is just Butch, bro. Like... Rego, like everyone, all these guys have done yeah. something different. So it's like Mickey Ellis. Everyone loves Mickey because he makes so many different baits. You know, it's you, you. Yeah, people, M- M- Mickey can make baits really well. He just needs to learn how to make friends. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? So like, when people come to you and go, "Hey, can you sign this?" Numbering to me is cool because you know, like, hey, this was a, a one of you know 500 of this batch or something. Who knows? But, yeah, but so you you took the punker after the shellcracker did so well, uh, you had that produced. How did that go? Okay, so that that's where you uh, gain some self awareness because you think you're just like this, you know, regional phenomenon. Like, 
think you have a small following and all of a sudden like anglers marine calls you you want to come to bassathon (laughs) and you're like hard right (laughs) and we're like yeah we'll consider that you know (laughs) well fuck yeah we're coming (laughs) you know and so then you just go kill yourself for a fucking weekend trying to sell baits that are already going to sell their self and doing all the work for them making them all the fucking money and then you got to go pay for your hotel. You got to pay for all your food, your gas, your travel. And then you break even and you feel happy because you you were popular for the weekend and you worked your ass off. Yeah. Hope you're listening, John. <laughs> Rick, Kyle. You, uh... but, but, but that's the reality of it. But we went there. We had a great time. And, and dude... That's when we really dropped a punker and just fucking blew the shit out of it. Like, we couldn't even believe it. And there were guys that were, like, we showed up. We thought we were, the like, nobody. And I remember walking through the front, and there's a line of guys, and they're all, Black Dog! <laughs> and, and I looked, I'm like, What the fuck are they talking about? I'm like, I'm not even from here, man. Like... <laughs> You know, but it was really cool to see the response. And then, like, when they open the doors, like, all of a sudden, like, so there's all these tables. And then now, all these is other it really dealers like are, that when people are running over each other to get to somewhere. Uh huh. <laughs> dude, we, we, we got just mobbed like, like two years in a row. That was like 06 and 07, I think, or 07 and 08. But, like, it was like that for Triple Trout before, like the year before us, and, and Scotty just wrecked it. And then Rago would show up, you know, and that's back in the day, uh, you know, Mickey would show up. like. But like I said, you know, it, it, it's so, you don't end up in, making any money. <laughs> you just break even to Why? go have because a... because how did that work, like when you would go to, I don't, as a vendor? I want a beer, bro, not a water. Yeah, that. Can I get another beer, please, Danny? That's not going to oil your job on. Uh, Thank you, sir. Leave it on there so people know. No, because if my wife comes, I'll throw it away. (laughs) (laughs) How many beers do you have? Just my coffee. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Irish coffee. (laughs) It's not like she doesn't know I'm drunk or not. Like, (laughs) yeah. She can pretty much. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Here, give me your cans. Thank you, sir. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly, cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market with threats to our nation waiting around every corner adaptability is more important than ever when conditions change without notice quick strategic thinking is crucial and with obstacles consistently impending determination is essential in overcoming them it's this willingness decisiveness and resilience that sets marines apart with our fighting spirit we don't just fight battles we win them marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Can I get some jigs? 
<laughs> right behind you. Um, so you go to Bassathon. Uh, I've something that I, I, you know, my uncle was a uh, bass backwards his whole life. He's 70. Uh, so he told me all about Bassathon when he was younger. He'd go. Oh, um, that was like the whole thing, man, back in the day. Yeah. But, and we, t- I talked to Kyle when he came on about it. And, uh, I think it's just still too much right now, especially with COVID can't do shit. But how would it work? You would go pay for a booth when you go to Bassathon? Well, that's the problem, man. Like, they would mark they mark your shit up. They mark your shit up good. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I'll just sell on my website. And, and, and you know what? I'll stay home. <laughs> right? Yeah. And then you get the markup. But no, it was just like... Here, let me let me do all these things for you. Let me do all the work for you. And then just and you get money. And then you know, I might make But it's hun- almost like Fred I'm, Hall, right? I mean I might you, make a hundred dollars. But it's like Fred Hall. Like you could buy a booth at Fred Hall and you gotta pay two grand. Yeah, but you're making all the markup. Did you have to pay for a booth? Yeah, they'd try and hit you up for like fifty bucks a booth. And then they would mark your bait. You'd take your... Uh-huh. Oh, shit. I didn't and know. you're the one selling your own bait. So, like... like you're, deal. You're, I need to do that Yeah. <laughs> Hurry up. Make some shit, man. <laughs> you can go sell it over there and, 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 and pay them. <laughs> um, so, that's when you knew the punker hit. When you took it down. Now, the punkers were, you were selling down there, were those the, the uh, ones you had manufactured? Yeah. Okay. And then I brought a bunch of customs that I custom painted. Like the Jedi mind trick. No, not not quite. We weren't there yet into the Jedi mind trick. <laughs> I fucking but, I cut you off. I cut off Bobby Martinez, so I'm gonna have you talk about it for that one person that's Bobby said, I cut Martinez off Bobby. actually inspired me. The, the bait that I brought for your uh whatever you call it, your raffle McGillicuddy. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> That's the new name of the Patreon, <laughs> Raffle McGillicuddy. <laughs> so, yeah, but that, yeah, he was talking about the Jedi mind trick. I was like, dude, he, I can't believe he even mentioned that. Like, <laughs> and but that's basically where it was like, in back in the day, uh, before Purcell owned Swimbait Underground, it was uh, Combat Wombat was his name. Okay, what was his name? Jojo. If I'm not mistaken, uh-huh. um, but yeah, he did a whole thing. It was, it was, I mean, it looked like he had the the dark side and the light side of the, of the trout. Basically, it's like a dark trout on one side, light trout on the other side. So every time you twitch the bait, you know, and that's like it's not a new idea. And where I got the idea from, like you know, bandit crankbaits, they used to have a color called like mistake. It was like pink on one side, chartreuse on the other side with bars and shit. Yeah. And I was thinking, and then I got this Zenith bait from Japan. And one side, it was all chartreuse with orange coach dog spots down it. The other side was a fluorescent green uh, coach dog pattern. So, like, every time. So, it's like green, orange, green, orange. When you, when you walk it. And I was like, well, what if you did that with a trout? Like. So it's not like new. It's like I'm not Mr. Original on that. But did that but make a huge difference when you when you fished it? Dude, guys liked it. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what. Like, I haven't had anybody complain about it. I've had guys uh, where one side of the bait is chartreuse shad and the other side is rainbow trout. 
So it is a Jedi mind trick. Like, and that's what it's all about. Like, it's just what it's all really about is being creative and just thinking differently and doing things differently than the, the next guy. And that's how you trick these fish. These fish are more sophisticated than you think. It's like, no, they're not sitting underneath a fig tree and contemplating life. Yeah. But guess what? They know how to survive. And they, they, you know, when you can fuck with their head to where all of a sudden they're so used to seeing like, yeah, that's the 50th uh, MM3 margarita mutilator uh, that rolled across this fucking point. <laughs> oh, look, he's putting on a Carolina rig today. <laughs> You know, oh, not a drop shot. Oh, he's going split shot. <laughs> like, you know, like, dude, dude, these fish, they they just get conditioned. And, and the minute you can just get out of that bubble, it fucks them up, dude. Yeah. And they'll, they'll bite. They'll eat. They have to eat. They never stop eating. But they're not going to eat MM3 for the 50th time today. So as a bait maker... And I, I always have this question is what's next? What's, what can you do? There's so many glides now. So many uh, people making baits. Uh, well, here's my advice same. to everybody. Stop thinking, you know, in the box. Step out of the box. Dude, quit with the glide baits, man. Like, just quit with all the bullshit. Get original. Get weird. Think. Draw. Take notes. Just, dude, take a chunk of wood and carve something different and crazy. And if it sucks, so be it. But guess what? It might not suck. That's a that's that's the kind of shit I like to do. If I didn't have time, I, I like carving what? and shit. And, but I think it's cool to hear from someone kind of like do something different. I mean, I, I'm not yeah, but shitting think on about no one, it. but like, like a there's a. I guess there's a way to go about shit and just kind of like, of course you're going to want to, a fish is going to want to see something different, but I mean, I like to hear from the bait maker, like what their perspective might be is like, man. Well, here's the thing, man. Like, I like can if make, you come out with a new bait, like, is it different still? Yeah. I, I, I can make baits, but why in the world would I make a glide bait right now? Like, really? What, what's the point? It's like an unsharpened pencil. There's no point. Like, that's the thing. Like, there's five zillion of them out there. Are we going to sit here and focus on that? Or should I be focusing on, like, what's important? Like, actual, like, cool lures. Like, lures that people like. Punker never really got replicated, right? I don't... I mean, well, no, no. One's looking, no one's looking for well, something that's like a punker. Like, everyone goes, you need a punker. You need a punker. You need a punker. Well, that's what... So that's a weird double-edged sword kind of a thing because, like, at first, you know, we, we got a patent on it. And I, I think that saved our butts. But, like, at the same time, we kind of, like, made our staked our claim, made our name. And then out of respect, I don't think anybody, like, messed with it. But then, like, when people would, we'd enforce the patent. Did you send really them, serve? People with the patent? Yeah, I'd hit them with a cease and desist really? letter. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And Was there any a bit any ever so any the first big <laughs> company that did it? No, no. You want to know who the first one that I yeah, really I enforced it on? <laughs> I hope it's a friend of yours. This little fucker <laughs> on on eBay. This little son of a bitch, Andrew Hinkle. 
<laughs> he was selling his version of a punker on eBay, and I hit him up. We hit him with a cease and desist Are email. You and he was only like 16 years old at the oh, time. <laughs> and do you still do talk to Hinkle? Yeah, when he'll take my call, but he, he ain't taking my call. He's big dicking me, man. Oh fuck, that's crazy. But Andrew's just yeah, I've I've known him that long. But yeah. but hey, Andrew, stop big dicking me, man. Oh, that's a funny story, bro. That's funny. I need great. some more lures to paint, man. Come on, huh? I'll go way up. I, I want some of those new ones with the the flexible joints. <laughs> Oh shit, that's fucking funny. But I mean, you've had to use it then, huh? You've had to use that that patent on uh, like. Has there been any bigger companies where you're like, oh, dude, no, no, I, this, uh, is, this is too much? So one year, we had a meeting with with some big dogs, trying to just license it. Like, you guys got the distribution, so it was Strike King, and. We talk to the big boys, and they're they're some cool dudes, man. They're just straight, straight shooting southern boys, but they're still full of crap too. That's what sucks, you know. So they just never went anywhere with it, and they just never followed up. And all right, whatever. So now they have just now we'll just call it the KVD uh, Big Sexy Dog or whatever. But like, and is that a knockoff? No, it's not. Did I inspire that, though? <laughs> Possibly. Yeah, right. Possibly. <laughs> and so now there's a bunch of guys making, you know, there's a bunch of, like, underground dudes that are that are making their own version of whatever. I mean, shit. I mean, I think Caesar's even got one. He's a seawalker, right? Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit. It, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, like, the fact that, like, I actually inspired that, though... So or, that or, punker, or could. but you know what's cool is you you made a type of bait. How about that? Mm-hmm. So like it's like making a crank bait. Everyone and their mom could make one. You made. Why don't they punker. call it a spook though? Because it's not a spook. It's a punker. Yeah. <laughs> because it's a punker. That's. It's just so much bigger and wider. And, it's just it's a punker. Yeah. It. it That's kind of crazy that you you uh, piece and, of the fishing history. You have like a. You know, like a mark in there, like you made a bait that really made a big. Oh bait. no, I'm I'm completely humbled and honored. Like you know, and don't get me wrong, man, my spook box is fat, dude. I love the spook, and there are <laughs> days that I ain't throwing no punger because I know I gotta throw the. And there are days where I've had to kick my own ass with the spook. Yeah. So, but I'm just a topwater idiot, and that's that's all there is to it. You know, like I just love the topwater. I'm the guy that will catch a spook fish in yeah. January. Why is it so hard to get a hold of your baits now? Because I'm one guy. Are you not per, um, you're not mass producing anymore then? No, I'm working on that, but I'm not going to put anything out that ain't correct. Did if that happen? Oh, dude, like I've gotten batches of baits where I'm like I'm not even going to sell them. Really? Yeah. Fuck. And then I've taken them to where, uh, man. Could you fix well, them? Well, I just got to re- repaint them. Really? Yeah. But then you just, well, okay. Now it's kosher. Now now I'm confident. You know, I'm not going to sell it unless I'm confident in people being happy with it, man. Yeah. 
Like, and I've got to be happy with it. Like, I've, I've, I've got to be able to put that in my box, you know? And that's the thing. You know what's crazy is, like, there's customers that have more of my baits than I have of my own baits. <laughs> Dude, I know guys that have gone, like, shit, And the man. resale on your bait is kind of wild, right? I mean, you, you can see how shit gets flipped, and you're like... You ever look and go, what the fuck? Well, that that's that's why I don't do drops. I don't do any hype. I don't, dude. You know what? When I have shit to sell, I'll put it up there. And if you want to buy it, cool. If you don't, don't buy it. But you're not like, gonna do a drop. You're just gonna no. Kind of I'm just not gonna sit here. Up no, and you're not gonna promote it. You're just gonna no. Go. Here's the thing: if a bait gets bit, it gets bought. And guess what? You know, I'll throw them up. And if you want to get bit buy one man like straight up yeah and if you don't want it like i'm not gonna sit here it's a soft sale man like and i'm not gonna do any of this hype or this social media garbage it just is what it is you know you're very quiet on social media as well yeah well i'm not sitting here trying to toot my own horn man like it is what it is if you like them and you want one cool if you don't that's cool too just go fish go Go catch them. Seriously. I'd just rather be positive, and I don't want to get into, like, all, all the dirty crap that, like, dude, like, I haven't been on Facebook in, like, three years. Dude. I just abandoned it. <laughs> we dude. could tell you don't like social media because Facebook kind of for the old guys. No. No, I'm just fucking with you. Dude, Facebook sucks, dude. Like, the only thing I'll do is, like, Instagram, and yeah. that's that. You um, know. Did you have a time where, uh, like, elite dudes... And like, you know, tournament guys were kind of going, yo, let me get some bait because that shit was really, no, no, believe it or not. Like at Bassathon, you had like Skeet Reese, Ish Monroe. Yeah. And they didn't say shit, man. Really? They, they rolled up, they put their money where their mouth was, dude. And they bought them. Really? That's, that was, you know how cool (laughs) that is though? Like to have a, a legit tournament angler go i'll buy one i'm cool i'll buy some you know? dude, like, dude they didn't buy one <laughs> <laughs> i'll buy a lot <laughs> <laughs> buy like three or four yeah <laughs> and uh, funny enough do you ever go like personally i'd be like take them no not no well <laughs> <laughs> Do you, you know, know what? what? I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm well, guess what, like, Nick? Why don't you just come on over? Here, you know, and you can uh, come lay it. Lay my wife. No, you, you. Well, I don't have a wife. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that one came from. But why don't you just come over to my house? I have all these pavers, and you can pave my backyard for me. Right? You know what I? You know what I'm saying? Because because like, that would require work, and you want to get paid for your work. But as a promotional piece, don't you feel like that was... This is a business, not a charity. Look at you. You're good. You're on fire. Phew. I like it. I like the answers. They're great. <laughs> you know, like, no, I'm just trying to be devil's advocate going like, hey, you know, oh, yeah. a lot of you, guys you will You advocate go. it up. Yeah. So, like, you know, you might give it away because it might be great for promotion. Hey, I'll work with this guy. He'll promote yeah, be, me. You know, be, like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, because Skeet Reese is going to just blow <laughs> your shit up. Right? You never know. I'm just, I'm just oh, trying man. to throw shit out there. Man, you know what? I've made Skeet Reese a lot of money. <laughs> so, you had, you had tournament guys. No one's ever really messaged you and said, hey, man. You know, 
tournament guys. I'm, I mean, yeah, yeah, we've had a you get a you bunch of that crap. Will you sponsor me? <laughs> okay, I'm sure you get a lot of those. run, Forrest, run. <laughs> yeah, like I can afford that. Like, yeah. here, let me just buy you a boat and wrap it. <laughs> but back in the day, we had one guy like we we gave him a few bucks to go fish the opens, Preston Hanson. Dude, he's a hell of a fisherman. He's mm-hmm. living in I think Tennessee now. But, like, he had the Black Dog boat on the Bassmaster Opens, dude. Awesome, it had a fucking dude. shell cracker and a punker on it. Dude, it looked hella cool, man. And then me and him, we we won some good money in the frog tournaments up here when he lived out here. But, you know, he's moved to Tennessee in the last, like, year or two. But Kind of do his own deal now. Yeah. Well, I, I can't afford to, to wrap his boat. <laughs> <laughs> I, got but, a, I got a piss. Let's take a little break. You want to take a smoke break? No, I'm going to take a piss and a okay. smoke. All right, we had to take a pee-pee break. Um, <laughs> uh, here's a question for you. So I, Gilbert kind of touched on a little bit. Um, I took a big dick break. Yeah. <laughs> uh, pricing for swim baits. I mean, there's no like... Since it's a lot of garage builders, everyone, they vary. Um, everyone does something a little different. Uh, what's your whole outtake on, on name that? your price? That's it. I mean, what's your work worth? Do your work, do your best work, charge for it. And don't be afraid. And, and dude, and if you don't pay, you don't play. Yeah. That, that should pretty much be the way it is. Uh, and the only reason I ask this is because I think swim bait fishing is its own little genre. So it's kind of like, well, it's and not. It's you know not a. Li- it's not know, a little genre anymore. But you know, it's hard. And one thing I did ask, I said, Purcell, I'm like, do you consider the punker a swim bait fish? Kind of like you know, like it's kind of its own. I mean, genre. that's a hard one. Like, is it right? a swim bait? Because like, you're not throwing it out there and swimming it in. You're jerking it in. <laughs> because the only other thing that I use, yeah, you know, I've used dock I, rat. I would. I would big. just call it a bit. A, just a big top water. But I mean, I'm. But it's a big bait. It's a trophy. You know, you're going for larger than average fish with it. So, yeah. so it's part of the, the the trophy hunt kind of a thing. So, but like, you can't like pull like you can't really call it a swim bait. It's a big bait, but like it's not like in, under proper terms. Is it a swim bait? No, it's a big fucking topwater, <laughs> right? I mean, it's just kind of like, call it what it is, dude. A spade's a spade. It's a big topwater. Like, are swim bait guys going to like a big topwater? Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. And it's so, funny that you say that because every time you talk to a swim bait guy, they usually go, I'll go fish the frog. Something like that. They like, you know, I think it's just more. Because frogs catch big fish. Yes. So like. So, so you mean you like to catch big fish? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know? Oh, well. <laughs> what a surprise. <laughs> but I mean, it's a, it, the top water thing catches. They catch big fish too as well. Punker, dock rat, you know, like all that. Whopper plopper. Whopper plopper. That's <laughs> one of my favorite. The cheapest, baddest. Fucking top water you could buy Do these days. You like water ploppers? <laughs> well, heck yeah. Are you kidding? <laughs> I love the whopper plopper. Dude. Oh, dude, with that thing first. Oh shit! Oh, my water. fuck! Oh, okay. you just. 
I fucked the podcast. Nice. Up. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Just at least, at least it didn't fall on the board. At least it wasn't a beer. Yeah. 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 You don't want to abuse alcohol. No. Um, you're you're a whopper plopper guy. You'll throw that then. Oh heck yeah, yeah. man! Like uh, when that thing first came out, dude. Oh, I mean. I think I was one of the first guys on the Delta with it. Really? <laughs> and it, dude, <laughs> you knew, like, there's those things with, with good lures. You typically buy them, and on your first trip, you like them. <laughs> if, if you haven't noticed, where you're like, oh, this works. And, and it was just one, that's one of those lures. It, it'll never stop working. It, it's one of those great baits. And guys say the same thing about the punker, and I believe the same thing because, uh, well, I still go out, and I'm still throwing it. But there are days where they want that plopper. They want the damn plopper. That's a great, great point of view as well because, like, here's a question I, for music for me. I can't listen to shitty recording. I played in bands my whole life. I used to record bands, do everything. I might hear a great band, and I hear the piece of shit recording. I can't listen to it. So it's, you're mad at the recording engineer. Yeah, I can't. I can't fucking. Him. No, yeah. I just can't yeah. listen to it. It sounds yeah. like dog shit. Yeah, you, you did shit work, Mr. <laughs> engineer. Does that make I can't you... appreciate this music for what it really is, but <laughs> but because of you, engineer. Yep, 100%. <laughs> because I was an engineer. Now I'm fucked because I have permanent ringing in my ears, so I, I can't. Yeah. Mix. But well. do you do the same thing with baits, like where... You go, fuck, man, if you only did this, this, and this, this would fucking work so good. Okay, yeah. Numerous times I've seen that on baits and, and stuff like that. But, like, it would be awesome if some of these larger companies would actually want to consult with a guy that all he does is eats, sleeps, and breathes fishing and lures. Like, but instead, they're going to give money to... Mr. Big Dick Jones, and and we're going to wrap your boat, and you're going to, well, you know, it was a tough day today, but uh, we caught them on uh, the Big Dick Lures, and Big Dick Lures, and Big Dick Lures, and, and, and that's, but that's like, yeah, this this new new uh, Big Dick Lure was developed by professional angler Big Dick, and and you're like, wait a fucking minute. This is not even like, this is bullshit. Like, you're like, wait a minute. So, yeah, Big Dick Lures <laughs> is coming out with a uh, a new sweet beaver uh, uh, type of lure. And they try and say like, oh, it's a beaver style bait. Why is it a beaver style bait? Because Reaction Innovations made a sweet beaver. And it kicked the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. So back in the day, I fished a Pro-Am on Clear Lake. And guess who I got to meet after the tournament? Tell us. Andre Moore. And tell us about that experience. <laughs> He's like, I spent, I spent all day trying to catch a, a 10-pound fucking bedfish behind this fucking tree. <laughs> and then and I'm talking to him. I'm like... He's all, yeah, I make fucking baits and shit. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, dude, I love, like, dude, I here, check out my custom paint jobs. And I, you know, it was before I was, like, really making a punk or a crack or anything. This is, like, 2001. 
And then he's all, yeah, I'm working on this fucking crawdad lure. <laughs> and I'm like, what? He's all, yeah, but I made a check. I'm going to go get a massage after this. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? And I'm like, I'm like, this guy is fucking nuts. I love this guy. <laughs> and then, and then he's, he, of course, he takes these magnum wiggle warts that I custom painted in crawdad color. And I would, dude, do you know how much you would get for those those magnum wiggle warts right now? These Probably were, a lot, oh, dude. dude. Anyhow, he's all I'm working on this fucking crawdad lure. He takes it to Lake Sonoma. His is this, first. Is this, uh, where's Sonoma at? Uh, it's kind of like up towards, it's north from here. Okay. Like going towards like, uh, like Napa. Okay. I would say. Anyhow, he's all, yeah, I, take, I took it to Lake Sonoma first fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you do the voice. <laughs> well, no, it's just. Classic Andre Moore. I mean, <laughs> and he's all, yeah. I got a nine and a fucking twelve on the first trip out. And I'm like, dude, you gotta. I'm like, I gotta see this crawdad beat. And that was the sweet beaver. But no, that's the. But that's the reason that is called a beaver style bait. Mm-hmm. That's the reason that there's a senko style bait. That's the reason that there are giant top water, like. Why did Mega Bass make a Mega Dog? Shout out to Matt Magnone. <laughs> He's a great guy. And Kenichi Aida. Love you both. <laughs> yeah. Matt's a funny dude. Oh, dude. He's no, hilarious, dude. No, no. He's a great fisherman, though. Yeah. But but a good dude. Yes. Good, straight up good dude. Like, a uh, good friend of mine, Aaron Capato. He's like... There's another guy We I need to get on the podcast that we dude, haven't Dude, Aaron Capato's a big part of the story, too. He, uh... I remember I had the 50th event. He's buddies with my friend uh, Paul Aquasassin and then Shahab. And they uh, they all fish together. And uh, Aaron came to the 50th event. He had a, he's take, he has a cast and crank tree. He's taking a lot of great pictures of big fish, man. And, well, uh, that, that's what Aaron does. Yeah, he's a DVL. Um, he fucking beats right, it up there, man. Well, Aaron's going to beat it up yeah. regardless. <laughs> yeah. Um, that guy, uh, I don't even know how to explain it. How did you meet Aaron? He just relentlessly emailed me <laughs> to where I couldn't ignore him. And and then one night it hit me because the first 10-inch punkers I made, they, they were just too wide. They were too big. It just didn't fucking work. <laughs> did you get feedback from people on those? Huh? Like when you would do a bait like that? No, you... no, no. I didn't make that many of them. And the guys that I made them for would have told me if they got them on it. And trust me, I put my time in on them too. And those things fucking suck. It, dude, and they won't eat them. And they were too fat. They just didn't do... And so one night, I, I'm just, just you know, painting away. I got this one kid working for me. Shout out to Nate Haley. And I look at him and I go, I know what to do. <laughs> I don't know why. It just hit me. I It just 
I got the idea. And so I go, watch this, Nate. Uh, so I get on Instagram, and I, I DM Aaron Capato, and I go, I'm going to make a new 10-inch punker, and it's going to be the baddest motherfucker on the planet. <laughs> and he immediately DMs me back. He's all... Because he had been asking for a 10-inch punker for, like, ever. That's how he was blowing up my emails. And then he, like, would... Dude, out of the blue, he'd send me, like, Edo Vision 110 straight eyes that he would find because he knew I liked them. And I'm like, come on, man. Like, what do I owe you? He's all, I just want a 10-inch punker. <laughs> He's smart, dude. Dude. He's smart as fuck, <laughs> so, so he just kept wearing away on me and, Anyhow, I said, dude, I'm going to make this bait, and it's yours, man. And he's like, oh, dude. I'm, I'm like, all right. Yeah. He He's all, hurry up. Get that shit done. And like, <laughs> So I make the bait, and, dude, I mean, I put my heart and soul. I, like, literally cut myself. Like, there's my blood. There's dog hair and shit, like, all in that bait. Like, I've actually thought about putting a single dog hair on every bait that I make. Dude, that Just, would be fucking awesome. We got to keep it consistent. Well, then it's legitimate black dog. It's got black dog DNA, right? But that was just because, you know, you screw up when you're clear-coating a bait and <laughs> dog hair. So what happens when you, you got, got three black Labradors in the shop, you know? like <laughs> Caesar's got it easy. He's just got the squirrel rock walking around here. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't three black labs no. but you know anyhow he took it out and he just whacked the living ever shit out of these fish with that thing and i was just like man so well i had to make more and then and then it got ugly man and that's why i won't make them right now because i feel horrible about it why because like what happened like so aaron would refer a guy he wants one. So I'd make the guy one. And then these guys. So I test every single freaking bait before I send it to you. Like, mm-hmm. dude, like I'm. It, we're not going with the bunkness, dude. We're not selling bunk. We're selling funk, you know? So anyhow, these other guys, they don't get bit the way that Aaron gets bit. Well, guess what? You're not fucking Aaron. And then they go, well, ours just doesn't swim the same as yours. Dude, Aaron ended up buying back a few of them and went and lit them up and had to send them all back to get repainted because that's how bad he fucked them up on those baits. Dude, that's like a... No. It's that's like co- a time that's... on the water kind of like thing, you know, like where you're like, dude, if you don't know how to use a fucking bait. That's called a covetous nature. <laughs> I'm not Aaron and I want to be Aaron and I tried to buy Aaron and I didn't get Aaron. So did dude, they message you? When, what happens when someone messaged you? Did you like be like. They didn't even message me. No. No, they no. Up, they they, they got, like, they got heat. Bad, bro, or, you know? They tried to get heat with Aaron. Oh, wow. Well. And you can get heat with me. Like, dude, I had one homie. He fucking sent it back. I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck are you throwing this thing on? Like, you're like, oh, I was throwing it on 25 mono on, on the Luma swim bait rod. What's your... Uh- dude, you're not going to snap a 10-inch lure and fucking make it dart and fucking do what the punker's supposed to do. On And I'm not going to say his name. But... <laughs> 
Such a good boy. And then I sent it, <laughs> but I sent, dude, I retested the bait. I sent it back to him. I'm like, dude, come on, man. And he was totally cool about it. Do you, uh, what do you recommend as your, uh, hold on. It's a wife. Sorry, guys. She's like, wear your mask. I'm like, yeah. Wear, 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 wear your face diaper. Um, what do you recommend? I'll be back later with the ball gag. What do you recommend for, uh, dude, I broke the seal. I got to piss again. Sorry. Oh, dude. Dude, this is fu- <laughs> I'm five in, guys. I'm five in. Rookie. Five years in already. All right. Recommendation for. Uh, throwing a punker. Recommendation rod, for rod and reel. Uh, and line. Well, sixty-five braid. Straight. Yeah, I go straight. A lot of guys go shock leaders. And uh, what uh, would you recommend as a shock leader if you're going to use one? Can you get the mic closer, please? The guys that that really know how to run the shock leader, they're usually running like, gosh, it probably I think. 100 pound 100 pound mono shock leader or fluoro but like that's I, I don't do any of that so like i can't sit here and tell you from personal experience like me dude i'm running straight braid run a split ring on the nose and i glue my knot really yeah because when you walk it on on the split ring dude you'll be walking it <laughs> And all of a sudden, your shit, like, it goes slack. And you're like, where's my bait? And then you look, it's still floating there. But the the knot will work around the split ring and then through. Oh, shit. Yeah. And then uncoil. And, and, and Pull walk. out of the fucking split ring. Yeah. What and about- then you'll reel in just nothing but a knot. It, dude, it's the craziest thing I've ever seen. But I've heard. From people say that the hooks get caught up in the braid. Like when you're working it, you know? Yeah, okay. So that's pretty common with like... Do you have suggestion for that? Like a way you do it so it doesn't happen? Yeah, you learn how to fish it right. <laughs> what is that? Just get your cadence correct. So you feel you like know, people but don't like, have a correct cadence when they're getting their braid caught well, in their hooks. Well, exactly. They're, okay. they're not managing the slack in their line on the twitch. They're not, it, dude, it's like dribbling a basketball. It's just boing, boing, boing. So, like, one tip, though, like, I have a Mike Andrews, Delta stud, dude, fishes with Phil Dutra. Like, Mike Andrews, like, Bobby D's former team partner. Mike Andrews is, like, super stud. Anyhow, what he would do, he would actually take super glue, run it up the braid about the first two feet of his line to stiffen it. Wow, that's a fucking great... Dude, yeah, but yeah, that's what a G he is, you know? So, like, (laughs) that, and so, like, he would put that out there, and then, like, if you really want to avoid a lot of those problems, just tie direct. Don't even use the split ring. Like, you got a good punker, dude, like... why do you use you, a split ring? Just you like to walk a little better? Yeah, I just want that. I just want it more free, that swing. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's basically, a, it, there's no laws or rules with any of this. It's just, what do you feel comfortable with? What's your style? How do you fish? Yeah. You know? 
you got to accommodate your own style at the same time with with the the equipment you know like there's a lot of guys that like a lot of shit that i don't like and i'll never do (laughs) and yeah there might be days where they kick my butt that's fine but at the end of the day man like you know you just fish what works for you you know like there's really not a lot of wrong answers because most of these guys that are out there doing it they do it their own way and they found their own way and you find your own way yeah. and i think that's i like that's part of the the beauty of fishing is because it's like almost artistic you can you know it's your canvas you can go out there and do whatever you want you know you don't there's no rules oh you you got to fish a jig you, <laughs> right no, no, got a strike king spinner bait. <laughs> right, give me a break. But anyhow, I mean, yeah, but I, I love the spinner bait. Like, and I'll tell you right now, believe it or not, Butch Brown is probably one of the best spinner bait fishermen on the planet. Have you if ever not used one deep. of his, his spinner baits? No, and Butch, I would love to have one. <laughs> <laughs> or, or 20. I heard they're the. They're the bees, dude. <laughs> he knows, but here's the thing: is here we are at Toxic Bait's headquarters, and we got Delta Dude over here. <laughs> you know, but his dad is Bobby D, and knows how to make like the the, the bees knees as well, huh? The live wire. No, fuck the live wire. Right? <laughs> I'm gonna throw a blade. I'm not gonna throw a chatter bait, but. I'll put it this way. Um, everything that his dad has ever made, Bobby D, like, dude, his shit has won so much money out here. It's retarded. Like, you could, I remember looking at his spinner baits at first and going, well, these are simplistic as fuck and probably suck. Like, and, and then wondering why they had such a big rack of them and half of them were sold out. And, and that's when you would like actually come out here to the Delta and like you'd see boats everywhere and everybody's throwing a spinner bait. And guess what? Like Bobby D's. Uh-huh. And it's the, cool because all the guys that were winning tournaments, is, dude. Is gonna be on the round table. No, Bobby D, like, <laughs> no, I've gotta I've gotta hit him with some respect, man. Yeah. Like and he was there back in the day with Mike Andrews. They they were like quote unquote pro staff, you know. They were bro staff. Like <laughs> they still th- throw me a few bucks for some baits, yeah. like discount them and stuff. Yeah. And then and then we trade back. Like I still have a ton of Bobby D heads. I've got blades, all all that shit, man. Like and I still fish it all. <laughs> I just haven't blown through it all. But yeah, good dudes like. In some of the tournament finishes, like if you look them up, dude, it'll blow your mind. Yeah, you know, great. Mike Andrews, he had like a thirty-seven pound limit in yeah. the FLW tournament, and then on day four, he brought in six fish. Fuck man, <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> I love you too, Mike. I love you too, Mike. You know, Mike's, <laughs> Mike's still trying to forget that his avatar on, on the website forums used to be a hand with six fingers. <laughs> you know what's that's cool about this whole NorCal? So everyone up here, this this whole month, I think next month is going to be a NorCal with some couple saltwater episodes sprinkled in from SoCal. But it's like a whole different fishery up here, especially the Delta. 
People don't want, <laughs> the want to Delta, fuck with the Delta. The like Delta is, within itself, man, yeah. is something entirely different. And I don't care how many seminars you go to. And here's where you got to roast the round table. And here's my challenge to the round table. Let's hear it. Dude, I don't want to talk about the low tide, the high tide. Talk about the switch and talk about the windows that are actually in the generalized area 45 minutes before, 45 minutes after. All the Delta rats will talk about. They'll give you 999 pieces of the puzzle. And the one that actually matters is around the switch and timing of the tide. It's like when Jack Ball was talking about, you know, uh, <laughs> my dad says cast over here. And I go, it's not right. He's all, you told you got to throw in there. It's not right. But he, see, that's the intuitive part that I was talking about earlier is the kid knew. And his dad's a Delta stud too. Yeah. You know, Chris Ball's no slouch, man. Anyhow. He throws in there and gets a 15-pound frogfish. Well. That's fucking wild. Well, J- J- Jack knew when it was right, not his dad. But I th- the sorry, tide cr- thing. Sorry, Chris. Sorry. <laughs> it, it, it's cool, though, to hear about the tide thing. Like, when I took Jack and Ronnie on my boat, uh, we all went down. It was Caesar, Danny, on my friend T's. Uh, Jack and Ronnie on it's my boat. It's the wild, wild west out here, man. So we went down south, and they're fishing. They're like, fuck, I'm on. They thought it. They thought it. Uh, you know, uh, pound calico was like five. I'm like, no, dude. They that's how a calico bass fight. She's like, dude, this is all I'd fish if I fucking lived down. I'm like, you have the delta. We have. I have calico. I love calico. Man. That makes fight. a lot of sense. Uh, I, I've never fished for calico. I'd love to do it. Oh, you got to come down. Oh, we have dude. enough dudes. I would love to take you out, man. Well, you know, I'll just have to come down there. I'll visit my good buddy Mark Chuckern. Yeah. And me and DJ Chuck won. We'll go. We'll go tear it up. <laughs> yeah, let's go do it. You it, calico fishing's fun, man. And spotted bay bass. Uh, you get we get in the tournaments. There's a couple of freshwater guys, uh, Matt Cobseth and uh, Scott Peth. All that my uncle fish with. He said these dudes are hammers, and then they came on the tournament. Well, screw that. Call up. We'll, if I go down there, we might as well just do it for a few yeah. days in a row. Get a hold of uh, Matt Everybody, Kevin Matson, yeah, man. Oh, Matson's a whole nother. <laughs> Story, man. Yeah, I he ain't going snake it. hunting with them, though. <laughs> uh-uh. But, I mean, it's cool to, to hear all the, the the whole Delta thing. I think that could relate to saltwater a lot, where you, you work off tides. We work off tides the, in saltwater. The water. tide like, Low tide will just... completely fuck you. Everyone knows that. And we'll at least down. No, 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 no. Not up here, not huh? here. No, <laughs> low tide could be your friend out yeah. here. See, this oh, is where yes. the pieces of the puzzle need to come. No, that's some big dick shit right there. Like... <laughs> Dude, low tide. Hey, Caesar. Delta, dude. <laughs> They're outside drinking. <laughs> oh, get out here and speak on this. Preach on the low tide. Because a lot of guys hate the low tide. Like, honestly, it's like my favorite because it just creates funnels and it puts fish in a barrel. Like, and at the, the funnel end, thing, I love. I, I Now that dude. Bill Semental told me about funnels when he came on the podcast, it was like a whole nother thing that kind of opened up. You know, yeah, Bill's an interesting character. Uh, he's got a lot of good fishing philosophy, and he's got a record to uh, prove it. You know, even though he used to fish with my cart. That that fucking story is crazy. No, my uncle told I, me about that. Billy Egan dropped I, the whole story. 
Uh, yeah, 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 on, yeah, on the his podcast, he talked about it. Yeah, yeah. Now this is the thing: is in my heart, it's like he fucked up. Should his whole life be completely fucking obliterated because of a? No, we just that? don't want to fish tournaments with you. No problem. No problem. Yeah, that, but he lost everything, right, dude? Now that's the same thing with Mike Long. Okay, Mike Long. <laughs> hold on, hold on. He fucked up, right? Really bad. Fucking. Horrible. But the problem is, is like. He was still a heck of a good fisherman, but he was just a jerk off, egomaniacal, sociopathic, douche fucking bag, dude. Like, and and see, like, I heard all those rumors for years from everybody. And you know what? Mike was never a dick to me. And then you talk to enough people where, like, dude, Mike flat out gets them, you know? Uh, I think he just got desperate, man, trying to stay relevant, and I and I still think like, yeah, you know, Butch alluded to it back in the day quite a bit. He never called out Mike Long personally, but he would talk about like, oh, it's springtime, the snaggers are back out. <laughs> oh, fuck. He's all, yeah, they're out there catching all these big swim bait fish on the snag rig. <laughs> And but what about bait hang? How many people think hang baits in fucking mouths right now? Oh, dude. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, no, really? no, no. Why don't you just watch an episode of MLF or just Bassmaster right now? Like, how fast do they take the bait out of the fish's mouth and throw that thing over the side of the boat? <laughs> because they're all lying. Because they all, because they're all lying. All of them. All of them. Yeah, I caught that. On the uh, Rapala Smithwick Pradco Strike King, <laughs> uh, Berkeley Buttfucker Crawl. The Buttfucker Crawl. That's How, another. How's that, how's that for a drop, dog? <laughs> like, oh, dude, but that's dude. the whole fucking thing. Like, Hank Cherry wins the classic <laughs> blatantly on a Mega Bass Edo Vision, and well, no, that was a Livingston Lures a cherry picker. <laughs> He's not even sponsored by him anymore, you know, like, and then he, dude, if that guy was smart, he would have said, yeah, I fucking, dude, I've built my career on the Mega Bass, and man, yeah, I just won the classic on the Mega Bass. Hey, Mega Bass, I want to French kiss your butthole. <laughs> and guess what? Mega Bass would have French kissed your butthole, Hank. That's, that's another wild part, too, is like, I, I feel like. I would never hang a bait, you know, like that's, that's bad too. Oh to no, me, no, no. We got to unhook that thing as fast as we can and throw that over the fucking side because, because, because Berkeley Rapala VMC. <laughs> <laughs> oh, striking. <laughs> striking. <laughs> well, I spent all this time doing my tournament prep tonight and I was, well, you know, and you know what the asshole was doing? He was putting all his fucking Senkos into Strike King packs and Berkeley packages. That was his tournament prep. Are you prep. fucking serious? No, that's what these motherfuckers do. And if you think I'm... Well, you know, it was a hard tournament prep. I had to pre-package all these Senkos into Berkeley bags. <laughs> oh, fuck, dude. 
That's yeah. Bad. Well, you know, I'm sorry. Maybe I'm a little brutally honest. And I'm probably going to get my ass sued after all this. No. <laughs> They're going to be like, that's definition of character. Don't worry. No one listens to this podcast. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> that's not what our tournament fishermen do. <laughs> they would never do that. <laughs> you got a Yamaha with a Mercury cowling on it. Oh, God. <laughs> hey, that's probably happened too. Fuck, man. No, no, that's not an Evan Rude. That's Mercury. <laughs> dude, that's. I'm sure some wild shit like that happens, dude. Like, can't get it oh, switched you, out in time or whatever the fuck's oh, you, going you, on, you, you know? Like, you, you think some shit like that might happen? Oh, well. <laughs> You've seen it. <laughs> yeah, there there might be. <laughs> okay, here's a good question for you. Wait, hold on. I've got a question for you. Oh, God. Why are you here when D. Thomas lives right down the fucking street? And why is D. Thomas not here? I don't know anyone. You don't know D. Thomas? No. These dickheads do. I'm sure they do. Do you know who D. Thomas is? No, I don't. <gasps> have you ever heard of a flipping deck on a boat? Yes, I have. Have you ever heard of a flipping stick? Yes, I have. That's D. Thomas. That's D. Thomas. Look at me. Look at he's calling me out in front of everyone right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> he lives right down the street. Well, apparently he used to these work guys at, don't you used fucking to work? like me that much. To right? fuck- <laughs> yeah, you fuckers. <laughs> Hey, What's the matter you, with you? You know how much clipping? You know what clipping is? Clipping is when your uh, microphone goes too loud. It's on the on the VU meter, and it oh. makes it go red. Oh, nice! I've never had this much clipping in an episode ever. <laughs> well, fucking a. That's because, it's because you've never interviewed me. No, apparently not. <laughs> uh, here's a question for you. Okay. I know you stay relevant, so let's. I've asked. Let's stay people, relevant. Well, no. You want to talk about Stetson Blaylock? Top three new bait makers that you really like. Top three new bait makers. Because I I know the old one's going to be like Um, Bud, Rego, someone else. I want to know new people that are being innovative. New guys. Number number one, uh, absolutely, uh, Sly guy, dude. Sly Clayton Sly, dude. Man, I've gotten just cartjacked, and and see, I'm I'm tech stupid. I remember you talking to uh, Purcell about the cart jack yeah. thing and how to, like, you know, you, you got to get your cart set up and all that and yada, yada, da. Well, I'm, I'm too redneck stupid for any of that. <laughs> but, but, like, dude, Clayton's work is just like, and, and I've watched his progression o- over the last few years. Like, and e- every time he does a new batch of baits, like, unbelievable dude like and then after seeing caesar's operation here like caesar's going for it man like i wish i could even go for it like this you know what i'm saying like dude but like he's going for it and like i've got to respect that hustle i dude i respect the work ethic and the hustle you know um and so number three like josh st john but i mean like he's old school man like josh is like a whole different yeah so i mean i i you know but he's still doing like rad rad shit like uh dude the elude guy from uh new york he does like killer nice baits like my buddy uh will so chill shout out will No, he got his personal bass this year on one of his wood rats, Fuck you know? Yeah. 
I mean, so like, and then then you got UFO and eighty six baits, dude. Like, dude, there's so many. Like, it's awesome to sit back. You, you know, know what's even cooler is that everybody's selling. Well, you know, it's not like, dude. It's not like, hey, only this bait company selling. No, everybody's ain't, fucking. Selling. Nobody is hungry. And, yeah, and, that's that's the cool part. And then the diversity of the baits, like, but you can see a lot of them. Like, you can see how some of the shit's inspired by this or that, blah, blah, blah. But, like, dude, the diversity of the baits and then the quality of the baits, like, dude, it, it's, it's pretty mind-blowing to see how many are selling on the scale that they're selling. But... Everybody is eating. Like nobody's having a problem selling this crap. Yeah. Like you know, and it's not crap. It's just people like it. You know, and especially with COVID, like you might as well go fishing because you can't really do shit else. You know. Exactly. Yeah. Can't even go get a haircut. (laughs) (laughs) Bullshit. (laughs) But you know that. Like I, I. you know, years ago, I did a, a Bass West article, and I talked about, like, I, I said, I see it, a, a foreshadow of, like, a renaissance of bait makers that are going to pop up. And they have, man. I mean, they're they're from all over. Like, I've watched Mike Buka yeah. uh, develop the bullshad thing where, like, believe it or not, uh, in his beginning stages, he was infringing on some of my crap, and we had to straighten him out on that, but... <laughs> <laughs> but but you know mike's always been been a good guy super cool and i i remember dude he even uh took took an x-ray of a freaking triple trout and posted it on calfishing.com why he's trying to figure out how that damn thing works <laughs> <laughs> an x-ray mm-hmm. that's fucking crazy yeah, it taught me a lot. <laughs> Everybody, yeah. All of a sudden, I can make a lipless bait a lot easier. <laughs> I said, well, okay. Well, okay. He figured it out. Thank you. <laughs> but I mean, I would have never thought. Here, I'll just I'll put it on. I'll just slide this under the x-ray. <laughs> But man, he's done good for himself, dude. That bullshit works, and yeah. he gets them, dude. And and fuck, I mean, dude, those first ones that he had, oh my gosh, it was like throwing. It was like the bait looked like a sponge because <laughs> the the resin was just yeah. like so bubbly, and and then it, yeah, learning, I remember, learning. Then I remember he sent he sent me a bunch like back in the day, and I, I custom painted them for him, and did this like crazy raffle like on Swim Bait Nation. Yeah, and Swimbait Nation is like that's so old school. Like even the Swimbait Underground guys don't even understand what Swimbait Nation was about. But like, and that's what Swimbait Underground got spawned from was actually from uh, Swimbait Nation. Nation. Yeah, so it was like the guys that rebelled against Swimbait Nation were going to Swimbait Underground, and then it was all about. 316 lures. <laughs> and, and it's 316. That was the main thing in the beginning of Swimming Underground? Yes. It, yeah. it, it's got to be 316. Is that what everyone threw then? 316. <laughs> 
We just got done spending all night on a golf course, and we got a four-pounder <laughs> oh, on a baby wake. Check that shit out. How's that taste? Let's talk about the baits you bring. He's going to support uh, the podcast with a Patreon. He's oh. bring two things, so let's, let's uh, bring those out. Well, as a matter of fact, the first one. Talk about this, it. This is uh, basically a custom run. This is the very first Swimbait City juvenile trout color prototype custom. I'm not sure if it's signed or numbered. Oh, it's got the clover leaf on the tail. There you go. Yeah, check, check that out, man. Dude. Thank you. And then... Yeah. Check this. So, so that well. that that dude, that's the first one. That's the first one. People are gonna lose their shit for this, dude. Yeah, it doesn't even got a label. That, that's how unofficial it is. Yeah. And it's handwritten on it. So then I uh I painted you up a punker. Look at this, guys. So basically one side is like the fire trout color. Where it's like a more crimson red, mm -hmm. but then you walk it and you got the more pale, subtle. Look at that. Lighter pearlescent trout. So you guys hit this guy up on Patreon and subscribe. Send him like five zillion bitcoins. <laughs> don't even get him. Don't even give him do dollars. <laughs> bitcoins give him, for now. Yeah, give him some bitcoin. <laughs> Maybe we should start our own uh, fishing currency. We we'll call it. We'll call it bass coin. Big dick coins. It's a big dick coin. Oh, <laughs> shit. Well, man, you and the big dick, man. I, I'm surprised you only got a forklift or a pallet jack around here just so you can go take a leak. Hey. You're, you're big, I, a lot of big dick energy I, here, man. I, I want to uh, say thank you again oh, for coming and here, on. And here's the thing. When that one gal called in, <laughs> I, I want her phone number. She was talking Del about the Delilah big dick en energy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Was was it Delilah? Delilah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, there you, you go. You could tell I'm we a got one for you. You could tell I'm a regular listener. <laughs> Hi, Delilah. Hey, thank you again. <laughs> you got, 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 got some energy here. <laughs> thank you again for coming on, bro. I really appreciate oh, it. Oh, dude, thank you this for having me. Badass, dude. Like, you know, if you want to go another uh, five hours, we're good. <laughs> I'm sure but, you're gonna, uh, we got to get ready for John, but, though. Uh, well, no, Josh is going to be here at 2.30, so that means we've got another hour and a half, you dick. Oh, gosh darn. Why are you yelling dude, at I'm, me? I'm, I'm, dude, I'll square off you're with you, dude. I'm, you I'm, tell me what you want to talk I'm, about. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you how to do radio. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this guy. He's on fire right now. I feel like I'm an open Anthony. <laughs> Oh, day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not going that route, man. <laughs> that uh, didn't work out too well. No, not at all. <laughs> yeah. Thanks again, dude. I appreciate you coming. Oh, on. you bet. Thanks right. for having me, yeah, man. For sure, My dude. pleasure, dude. It's and been a then, fun uh, time. and uh, thank you for donating to the podcast. I, I really appreciate that. Oh, absolutely. You yeah. need anything else, dude? You let me know. All right. I'll hook it up. What's yeah. uh? I'll hook you up with some baits. You hook me up with a calico trip, homeboy. Oh, and shout out to Big Max. Max, get over here and say hi on the say mic. Say hi Come on the mic, Max. How's it going? <laughs> hi, guys. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Max. <laughs> well, he's going to be uh, cleaning up dog poop and sweeping up dog fur <laughs> there and, you pr go. And, and primering baits. But he's probably, you know, 
I'm sure he, he's ready to go meet Caesar and, and walk around and, yep, and just be like, let out. me look at the, this glorious operation yeah. because it's badass, dude. So, and then, but I'm uh, going to do the same, too. Yep. We're going to hang out. Thanks, guys, for listening. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks a lot, man. Bye.